I ain't the kind to hang around with any new love that I've found. Because moving is my stock and trade. I'm moving on. I won't think of you when I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) So don't you shed a tear for me because I ain't the love you thought I'd be. I got a hundred more like you, so don't be blue. I'll have a thousand for I'm through. (laughs) That, now there you go, cr- you're crying again. You're but crying then, again. Like, he's, like, he's <laughs> crushing her life. But then someday when your poor heart is on the mend, well, I might just pass this way again. I just might pass this way again. Hey, remember me? Let's do it together or love with me. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, unlimited opinion, where debate is the foundation of higher thought. My name is Bo Schwartz. And joining me today, as always, is my good friend, Michael Hodges. Mike, hello. Welcome to the show yet again. Like you're tripping over your own grin in that intro. <laughs> I know. I think you meant to say conversation because oh. debate is like aggressive. Yes, conversation I did mean to is say inclusive. It's true. It's true. It's a conversation, folks. It's kind of a debate too. That word fits. Wow. But but before we get carried away, I also have to introduce. No, uh, let's get carried away. No, okay, I, go. I, I got to introduce Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello. Hello, He's gentlemen. Here too, guys. It's funny, but, but my well, good friend he, Michael Hodgins is also here. What? <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because I can tell, you know, like when you can tell somebody is smiling just by the way they sound. Because Bo, I can see him visually. We, we're doing this camera thing. But I could, when he was talking, I'm like, that's the sound of smiling right there. No. Well, I, I'm supposed to be smiling, but partly because I'm, I don't know if you caught that or not, but I, I was, you know, leaning on my old little tricks again. The one where I say, my good friend Michael Hodgins is here, and then I just introduce you as Crofton Steers. Oh <laughs> yes, that's cr- that's, that's true. That's, that's huh? probably... Now I guess the Crofton question for you is: Can you hear frowning? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I, I can hear exhaustion clearly. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to frown when I said that, but I, it it kind of turned into a smile. Here, before before this intro is 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 spirals out of control and goes down one of your crazy paths of interesting weird gossip i uh i want to tell you i did something interesting today uh <laughs> well, okay we'll, we'll be the judge of that why don't you just yeah i feel like when did. a bureaucrat <laughs> tells you they did something interesting like so there's a docket and you wouldn't believe it so the memo i had prepared it went in the docket and uh and it went up to the adm in an hour uh, okay let's that's, hear it that's an inside joke that very few people will get but i i, I will allow it Dockets and memos, you know it's ADM? boring office what shit. What's an ADM? All right. It's so, an acronym. <laughs> so I went to the Ottawa airport today and I and I got to, I went in a flight simulator uh, and got to fly a essentially a Cessna plane. Um, and uh, <laughs> in, those in, are the ones that automatically crash like after a while. 
No, no. Well, I don't know if I ran out of gas in the simulator. I'd never been in like I'm big into this virtual reality stuff. Bo and I talked about it on our other show or, you know, the Oculus Rift and all this sort of stuff. But these simulators are like you're in a big room up on hydraulics and such. You go in and there's it's like you're in the cockpit. And they turn on the screen and uh, that you choose the airport where you start from. And uh, so we flew from I flew from Victoria to Vancouver and I did take off and landing and this sort of thing. And it is really crazy when you're in there, especially because like the graphics that they, they use for the airports are really nuts because that's where you're you're on the ground. You're there. It's like you're in an air. You're taxiing at an airport or whatever. And then you got to you got to get up in the air cool. and uh, that. Then when you're in the air and like all the pressure and everything, it feels exactly like you're in a plane. Um, when you're in the air and you're looking down, then the graphics get kind of shittier. It looks like a better version of Google Maps. There are mountains. You see the Rockies and all that. But it's like it's clearly not as realistic. But uh, then when you're landing again, you're like, oh, shit, this, is, this looks real and it feels real. And my bladder feels like it's leaking. <laughs> And, I feel uh, like if I knew I was in a simulator, I would just crash it because, like, it's a simulator. Yeah, but there's hydraulics and stuff. Like, are you, like, are you getting been... a sensation, like a, a equilibrium yes. sensation from it? Because that happens even without that stuff in a, in a VR. Like, if you're on a roller coaster, you know, like, you, you yeah. get those sensations. It does mess with your, I don't know what you call them, the, the, the little balls in your temples. The liquid in your ears? Yeah, something like that. I, I'll tell you. We were four people in in the the simulator. There's the the pilot, there's myself, and there are two others. And of the three, due to my highly classified training regimen of lots of video games, I was the least prone to motion sickness. But the other two were having a hard time. And uh, like at one point when you're up in the air, the pilot's like, "Here, try. You can try a few things." And I was like trying some stuff and uh, having some fun. But I could hear them like. You know, I could hear some sounds back there that made it clear that I should stay the course and not spiral into an uncontrollable Keep in mind, dive. This is Crofton flying. Like, Crofton thinks he's really good, but I'm sure it was actually terrible. <laughs> you should see. What's really funny is that they, you can get your sort of flight plan afterwards. And because I was just goofing around, like, you know, you're supposed to go in a straight line, airport to airport, land. I'm doing like all these circles and everything. It's like, it looks like some crazy drawing a kid did. I like, I like anyway, how you're telling us this awesome story. When in reality it was actually like probably a nightmare for you too. You're like it was super awesome. It was so sporadic my play plan, but you were really like trying. You're at, I was reality, super... cut to reality, and you were trying really hard to be a good pilot. And the flight I guy was, was like, "God, you suck!" And you're like, "What's that, sir?" Yeah, I, I was nervous. I bounced when I landed. I bounced the plane off oh, the runway. What? It does that? It simulates the yeah. bounce. Yeah, like it's oh yeah, it's like I'm coming in, and then when you land, what's funny is uh, when you're flying a plane, you control it with the 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 wheel, but it, it controls the wings and the stuff like that. But when you're on the ground, you don't want to turn that because obviously you're on the ground, so right. you steer with your feet. Actually, uh, one pedal turns it one way, one the other way, and, and your toes forward or the brakes and stuff. And so it's really it's your brain has to switch because you're used to turning with one thing, and then you land and you got to turn with something else. And um, I let, like I was like I I tried to remember really 
big time and I was like, okay, I'm going to let go of the thing and I'm just going to hit the brakes. All will be good. I'm landing. Oh, God. And then then so I let go of the thing. The plane hits the ground and ricochets off and he goes back up. And the pilot's like, uh, you're, we're still flying. And I'm like, oh, uh, down again and uh and and anyway it, it, the plane does a lot of the work honestly but it was a it was a cool experience for sure and it makes me realize that technology there's consumer technology the stuff that we all get to use and then there's like industrial and crazy technology that's that we're just not even aware of because it costs so much money but there must be some crazy shit out there because this was like an 80s to 90s original simulator that was hodgepodge with a bunch of new parts and software you know so um there's some crazy shit out there all right well that was, i think that was a good there story you, you set it up with high expectations like i say deliver so so well what do you give the air the the simulator do you give it good bad or bullshit Oh, good for sure. All right. Like, you're good. Yeah. The I have no opinion because I, I got to go try one first. Had no air pressure. So, like, I mean, that was fun, too. Was it expensive? I still think you should have crashed that thing, though. Why? Like, I Because I've been in a lot of actual planes that have landed safely. But when you're in a simulator, <laughs> that's when you want to crash. I don't want to crash in a real plane, but a like simulator would be like, all right, let's see what this is I like. like. You set it up and be like, I've been in a lot of planes that have landed safely. It's not the kind of thing where you're like... I've been a lot of planes that crashed. Let me tell you. Well, ex- well, that's exactly it. If if I was you and the guy's like, okay, take her down easy, I'd be having, and then I would just veer it right into the airport and just to see what happens. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> funny because you're flying towards the the landing thing, and you know, like you feel the pressure. The whole thing is like you forget, like you're you're the you're. I don't know if it's survival instinct or whatever, but you'd really have to force yourself to not to want to so die your or something. Like it's, of disbelief was in full. Like you were full. It was suspended. full of full force when I got out of the simulator and I'm back in some hangar in Ottawa. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Uh, See how great so, VR so is going to be when it's like fully, fully the the I, dream that we imagine it to be. I just it's just going to be like. Room. Well, it's yeah, it's funny you say that, but it's just like how like so, lots of video games arguably just have like you just do work, you go and collect like ore and do shit like that. And when VR is like perfect, it'll just be like sweet. Now I can get a job at some VR coffee that, shop that, and go. That, that it's just like real life. That VR game has been made. There's an office simulator actually, which is it's exactly yeah. There's all that. kinds of stuff like that. It's just trying to like replicate what already exists in reality. So whatever. Oh, just... man. But it's digital. It makes it awesome. Anyways, uh, speaking of awesome, uh, not quite digital. Perhaps one might say. The antithesis of digital. We have a little machine. Analog. The <laughs> Industrial technology sure. of the future. Yeah, it's it's analog. It's not a digital machine. Um, I don't know how it has a screen on it to tell us what it is. Or is it, is it a printout? I haven't looked at it in so long. I can't remember. It's just like a thing pops out and it's written on it. You'd think it'd be the kind of thing that would be so shocking I'd remember it, but I don't. So, Mike, are you uh, are you ready to, to get the... Yep, doiled up. All right, ready to so, go. Well, give it a pull there. There it goes. <laughs> oh, there's the ding. What do we have today, Michael? Oh, the topic today is um, organics. Buying organic. Hmm. So organic is that like and veggies. It's it could be more than just fruits and veggies. There's lots of other things that are I think are organic. But yeah, yeah, I mean mostly you think of produce. But, like, but there's a lot of manufactured 
uh, processed foods that are also organic. But are there like organic cleaners or like like you could? I buy, believe so. You could, you could buy some sort of palm olive cleaner. What is that? St- no. What is the stuff well, you used to clean wood with? No, There's a that, ton of organic. Organic's a buzzword too. Yeah, but I, I think with I think that's getting into something different because my understanding of organics, like in produce, is that in order to get an organic certification, you have to prove that your soil um, is free of pesticides and herbicides and any other chemicals, and therefore it's organic. So, like, I don't know if you're like. I know they have the like green cleaners and stuff, but I, I don't know that that's organic. It's just okay. So there's that. Else. See, there's that store across the street from me that I've never been into, and I actually had to go look at Terra Twenty. We go there. I forgot all what the it was time. called. And I, I literally it's out my window. I'm like, what's that place called? Terra Twenty. So that looks like a place that would sell like or, an organic back massager. Like this is made from well treated uh, oak, <laughs> and and the bristles are from well treated plants of some kind like eh. well you you can you can get things like organic like a t-shirt made out of organically grown cotton right or something like that but it's like i'm pretty sure the organic thing is applied to something that is grown and i mean it's like so it's clearly is a you said a buzzword i mean clearly that's true you know you go into the store and there's like the little sections which are often getting bigger um and and there's like the there's a whole foods near me and i think it's pretty much its whole shtick is that it's mostly organic okay. or whatever. Okay. But, I but yeah, it's like expensive source, uh, grocery is, stuff. I, I agree that we should talk about its source too, which is which. the first time I heard of anything organic was an alternative product line at grocery stores. You know, And the assumption I made, and this might be well informed, is that most of this stuff, because it's mass-produced food, is produced in the most convenient way possible for the supplier and the in the grocery chain and the people growing. Ergo, it may be genetically modified. It may be um, handled poorly. There may be a very high threshold for like rat feces and maggots and stuff. Like uh, what's acceptable to actually have in these things before it hits the I, shelf. Like there's. Not I, a... I think it's again mostly chemicals because those okay, other things and... you talked about bugs and stuff well, yeah i mean in theory organics probably have more bugs on them because they don't have the, don't have right. the, don't have the best of the best right but just to be clear i'm talking about what i thought it was not about what it might actually oh. be which we'll get to which is my impression from the signs right like uh, the way as a consumer this in this propaganda affects my affected my brain when i first heard of it was that and then there's these special ones that are hand-picked they're inspected. They're they're very carefully tended to with those products, and so they're quote unquote more natural than the other ones. They're real. You know, imagine going to the farm yourself and picking it. That's about as close as you're going to get with something with an organic label on it. Is that correct? Well, like no, because it's like if you go and pick something that's been treated with pesticides it's not organic period okay. doesn't matter if it's doesn't matter if it's like been treated well and and grown by hippies Fair enough. It, Sorry. it doesn't make it organic it has okay. to be like free of all the chemicals and stuff okay. well, but i think you're right no. you're right in the sense that it's like the mass produced element and i think that that's why organic stuff's more expensive because everything else it's like you know if you spray your crop with with pesticides then you're going to have higher yields right so your apple trees produce all good apples 
Whereas if you do organic, you might have like, oh, 20% of my apples have worms in them and look all disgusting. And you just, that's a loss, yeah, right? So, so an, another way to look at it as an analogy, you guys have kids, so you know how frustrating they are. And have you had birthday parties? Like you've had kids over for birthday parties or been to kid birthday parties? Crofton, you're muted. It looks like you want to speak up. Uh, yes. I'm having kids uh, over this weekend for okay. Gwen's second birthday. So, so how many Time kids? flies. How, how many kids? Like four. Okay. So so you're probably well, going to feed them like, you know, peanut butter and jelly and like Alpha Gettys or something disgusting and cheap that will sate them. Yet, you know, you're not going to make handmade ravioli and serve lamb that you spent two hours making. But what if those children came up to you and gave you, I don't know, $100 each? And you'd be like, all right, maybe I will make you some hand-rolled ravioli. Like, to me, that but seems... See, you're- that seems like what organics is, it. which is that it's well-treated food. Food, the food product no, you're supposed like, supposed to be getting from organics is well. Is there's a guarantee that it's well handled because they cost more? What am I paying? It's for? not that. Like, I think you're off on the like well-handed, well-handled, or being fancy. Like that may be attached to it, but again, the bottom line because. I will say I actually do buy a fair amount of organic stuff for my kid, like milk, for instance. He drinks a lot of cow, cow's milk, and I will buy the organic cow's milk uh, because, you know, other cow's milk, though I would drink it and have no problem with it, and probably it's no big deal for him either. You just know that, like, a lot of cows are given hormones and other types of, and are f- really filled with antibiotics and stuff like that. And the idea, and again, who knows if it's even true, is that something organic is free of that stuff because that stuff just, you know, you are what you eat, the old adage. And if your stuff has chemicals on it and sprays on it, that goes in your body. And little people, children, um, are exposed at much higher rates because they're small. So I tend to favor buying organic for my kid. For myself, you know, the cost sometimes does make me be like, oh, I can't pay that much for a radish. Though I never buy radish, so that was oh, a random poor example. Kid. You're but making me radishes, it's horrible. Um, when I when I go to the grocery <laughs> store uh, near my house, right inside there's like bananas, and they got they they divide them in two sections, right next to each other, the organics and the regular bananas. And I will say without fail, the organics look in more bruised. Worse handled than the than the ones that are you know n- not organic, and I don't I don't know why that that is. I think it's just because you know it, in bulk you're getting you're getting the best the best of the best. Whereas with organics, it's like you know like Mike said, the yield is smaller, so you just you take what you get. It is more expensive though as well. So I always look at the bananas and I'm like, I'd be paying more for bananas that look crappier. I'm like, hmm, I'll just get the ones that are cheaper and look better. But but I do understand Mike's reasoning with regards to children because I now we're we're getting the organic milk again and I I don't know. I don't know necessarily if that is that much better or not, but it's like if there's any chance of taking less of a risk with your kids, you want to do it, right? So uh, for for me with with the term organics and I showed my hand a little bit earlier with with this it's like i think it means it it, it in society it, it is it, it is a positive people when they say like oh this is organic 
that that comes with inference that it's a positive thing. It's not like, oh God, it's organic. I don't want to, I don't want to have that. Um, it's it's like, oh, it's organic. Maybe somebody will like something that they wouldn't otherwise like or say that they would because it's organic. That sort of thing. Um, so for for me, I have trouble with with that. But when I when I boil it down to its core and what it is. I mean, it really seems to be like fairly positive thing. It's like farmers and stuff who are out there trying to make their crops with as minimal, uh, you know, chemical interference as possible. And then and that's not even talking about the whole um, genetically modified foods, which is I'm assuming if it's genetically modified, then you wouldn't be able to label it organic either. I don't know. Those I think those are separate Things, but but uh, but I know there's been a big push to get GMO stuff labeled so that people wouldn't have an idea. That stuff like doesn't the the GMO stuff doesn't bug me quite as much, except for the whole patent we talk about patent the the patenting of seeds and stuff like that is hugely problematic. But it's a um, not that related. To, I, don't, I think it's kind of a different conversation than than the organics thing. But it's funny though when you think about. Um, you were saying, like, you know, farmers are trying to, you know, if they farm organics, uh, use less chemicals and whatever. But um, you guys are aware of the term, the Green Revolution of the 1960s. Um, and essentially it was considered, it, it was said to have saved a billion lives around the world. Where it was just like in the 60s, people, I think largely United States scientists and whatever, f- figured out how to... Um, increase crop yields massively. And that has to do with things like industrial type fertilizers, uh, use of pesticides and herbicides to lower, um, you know, loss of crops. And and again, they said it saved, it's credited to saving a billion lives because all of a sudden food production went way up. Um, And that's a totally non-organic approach to, farming so it's kind of weird so now you know now that that's happened and we have this kind of like stable i'm just being devil's advocate here because i still kind of like the organics thing but we have like a more stable food supply because um because non-organic stuff has figured out how to massively increase yield so they're like okay we have stable food was always food in the grocery store there's no problem so now we have the luxury to go back and say okay well niche and it is still niche though it's good that it's growing that you can be like okay well I choose to buy the stuff that's got the spots on it and half the yields lost to bugs or whatever it is. Uh, because it's not like you're, it's not like food is scarce. But I always wonder, like, if, if all farming in the world went to organic, organics, would we have, like, a collapse of population? Because all of a sudden, if you worldwide yields went down by X percentage, we'd have, you know, starvation in places. So I, I just, you know... I think what gets tagged onto the organics things is kind of like, you know, hippie yuppie types going to Whole Foods and spending the extra money like, oh, I'm only the best for my children. And you wonder if that's a whole bunch of crap because of the fact that we have the privilege of having giant food supply. So, you know, I think of it as like kind of a, a it's a it's a privilege being able to buy organic, but only on the back of like industrial farming. So what what you're saying is like it's not a sustainable plan to have a cultural have a, a philosophical view that everyone should be eating organics, like because there's definitely a culture that's built up around organics where where you know if you're with some people who are pay very close attention, for example, you feed your children 
organic stuff. I'm not saying this of you, but a person like you might look at someone raising their kids and feeding them, you know, the hormone-laden uh, fruits and vegetables. Hot you dogs. Might be like, you might be like, ew, that guy's such a bad parent. Oh, my God. He's feeding him hormones. I'm but sure... People do that with everything. Like, I mean, you could be feeling like you were talking about the stuff that you'd be feeling feeding the kids at the birthday party, and I was thinking, oh, I'm like, oh god, I would never do that. I'll and, and, peanut and, butter, man, that's like childhood staples. And, this, it's, not, and it, it's just kind of, it's just kind of funny because it's like, it's like everybody does that. Everybody has like, I'm feeding my kid something, and another parent's going to be like, oh, I would never. I would never feed my kid that. And I think organics is like – it is a line in which you can be like, oh, I'm only going to feed my kid child organics. And and that's – you know, that's possible. But, but there, There's possibly there people like it, that. Right? Like there is something to that. Like because – Oh, yeah, cause, absolutely. Because in this case, just, one is – like the point that Mike appears to be making is that um, – is that, you know, the food actually is less healthy. And it's by design. It's so that we can have a food supply. So now – it's like our population's growing to fill the supply that we have, but it sounds like this was created to avoid a disaster. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, so we just continue pushing the boundaries because uh, we now have a greater food supply where, where perhaps that's not a sustainable thing. Like if we decide to reject it now because of a, you know, because of a quality issue, right? Because well, we want to sure... eat better. I'm sure I'm sure like so many things it exists because there's a market for it to exist that that there are people like myself or any other anyone else who wants to buy organics that is like I'm going to pay more for this thing that's why it exists you know if it was just um like like I you know it's there because of of demand for it or that people want it but you know you talked you asked a question about sustainability bo and it's it's an interesting one because i think that organics goes both ways like the point i was making which is a little bit devil's advocate but i think there's truth to it as well is like is it sustainable for everyone to farm organically yeah. in terms of feeding a population of 7 and a half billion you know going to be 10 billion not that far from now and you're like so yeah is that sustainable and it's like oh no probably not and then proponents of the organics movement might be like well uh, industrial uh, farming is totally unsustainable because it relies on use of chemicals, which are arguably degrading um, the ecosystem, and uh, reliance on like massive amounts of um, uh, fertilizer. And fertilizer, like you know, you ever hear potash? Potash is this big in Canada. They mine a lot of potash in Saskatchewan. I'm not super good with the uh, with the knowing what pesticides. Knowledge are. of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know anyway, I, mean. I don't know much about potash. I just hear about it on the news all the time in reference to Saskatchewan. But I know that mm. they mine potash, and it's it's a nitrogen rich like fertilizer. So again, it's like we're, we have to dig this stuff out of the ground. It's there in finite amounts. There might be lots of it for now, just like oil or any other thing. But I mean, we have to we have to mine something to just like put on the fields to get stuff to grow at this rate. And then you want like, well, is that sustainable to like continue to like uh to 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 have practices like that and with all this stuff just seeping into and running off into um rivers and stuff like like non-organic farming because it uses all these pesticides and so much uh, fertilizer and and, and there, there's repercussions like my dad has a couple boats like row boats and things and he likes to to go in the little rivers here and whatever but there there there's been an explosion of things like algae and and weeds like in our canal we have a canal that runs through ottawa very lovely canal 
and he's always complained about how much weed there's so much weeds in it and apparently the reason for that is because uh when rain lands on farmers fields and runs off into the river it brings with it like massive amounts of fertilizer and you'd say like oh well that must be good for life in the river but it's problematic in that it just like it can choke river systems with with weeds and things that are just all of a sudden being massively fertilized which are out of whack Mm. with the natural ecosystem okay yeah i was gonna say it affects the ecosystem that would be my guess and in turn has consequences yeah just just imagine it like someone invaded the hive mind uh, no, like, not the uh, hive mind. No, that's not going to happen. We're too gonna... much, uh, too much lame content. I don't know what, <laughs> too much, what it would be that would too drive much, your hive too much mind uh, clickbait runoff <laughs> running yeah, into the hive mind. <laughs> top ten lists. Just changing, changing gears here for a second, and getting back to sort of like some of my frustrations with, I guess, organics or the term organics, organic in general. Um, is I, I find it's part part and parcel of this ongoing discussion we have with regards to our food that's been going on since I I was a kid and probably beyond. At one point, the big thing, the big scare was cholesterol. And and you go into a grocery store and everything had like, you know, it was cholesterol free or no cholesterol. And it was things that never, ever would have cholesterol to begin with, like non-meat, a lot a lot of stuff like that, and, and now you, you you've seen the same thing happen with with trans fats um, and gluten, and they'll be like you know gluten free something or other that never this, ever. This rice is gluten free. It's like <laughs> damn it, it, it always was you bastard. It, yeah, but like now it's now it's a it's a um, a catch word like it's it's, it's to a, get it's you a to sales buy. word. But it's a buzzword. It, it's, Exactly. Now, all those ones are negative in the sense that it's like the the, the cholesterol, the trans fats, all that sort of stuff is considered negative. Organics is used in the same buzz um, way except as a positive. So like, you you know, if you wanted to make a joke about something, you'd be like, this is, you know, low cholesterol, trans fat free, gluten free. 100% organic, you know, like rice. I don't know. And 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 those sort of like buzzwords that you could argue yes, maybe might simplify some some healthy lifestyle choices for people, but I think more often than not just serve as gateway words to getting to people uh, getting people to buy junk that they wouldn't buy otherwise. Yeah, because okay, and let's use me as a test bed for this cuz as Mike kind of jabbed at me, I don't really know anything. Um, <laughs> I have no knowledge, uh, but um, you like when I do groceries, I don't want to think like honestly. And this is maybe laziness, or it's maybe that I filled up my life with too many unessential things that I think are important. Where food maybe is the thing that's important. I just want to go in and get the healthy stuff. It's a laziness. It's I the just want. One. I want to go to the grocery oh. store. I want to get the healthy stuff, and I want to trust that you know if one says kind of healthy and the other one says very healthy. I want to buy the thing that's very healthy and move on. And like, I'm single, so maybe I have the time to invest in this. You want to but get the some people? Stuff? I do. I want to get the healthy pizza pops. I don't want to. I want the. I want the organic pizza pops. I don't want the whole Ooh, organic pizza. I don't pops. want the pizza pops that have pesticides and rat feces in it and all that kind of stuff. And so, so if there's a choice between the two, as long as taste isn't too much of a factor. I'd like to go with the healthy choice. And to me, organic in my brain translates from the letters rearrange themselves from organics and form into the word healthy option. 
And then that's what I want to buy. And the problem is that, as you rightly, both rightly pointed out, they put things like the gluten-free and all that on products that it doesn't even apply or really enter into the conversation as a concern. And, yeah, well. And, and, and you know, it, it affects a lot of people are like me. Like, I'm not alone in the universe. It's not like I'm only on here as a novelty because someone that dumb is actually willing to be put on public display. So it's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfair that we look at it that way. Um, if why can't we just be like, yeah, I'm eating healthy pesticide laden food? Well, because some you would say that that's not healthy, right? <laughs> it's healthy enough. I'm going to live well, no, a long well, the, time. The, the basic thing with pesticides and herbicides is there are actually poisons. Like that's what they are. Like it mm. kills. Uh, you know, like Raid and stuff like that kills... Oh, Roundup is the big one that's used. It's Monsanto, you know, the evil Monsanto. And I'm not saying they're not evil. They may very well be evil. Uh, but they own, like, Roundup, and then they sell, sell their GMO uh, called Roundup-ready seeds. They can tolerate the poison that is applied to them. Sure. But then then, then what you, you know, infer from that, like, well, if you're putting the poison on the plants, it kills, it kills bugs. And, you know, bugs are smaller than us. We can probably tolerate it, but to some degree, well, we're eating that stuff after, and it is poison. It kills things. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's not healthy. But I, I wanted to touch on your point about trust, and 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 you know, Crofton started this angle on the thing, uh, which is which is one about like it is marketing and it is trust. You go in and you say, okay, organic, and I don't think too much about it. I think, okay, I want to buy organic milk, but you buy it, but. Yeah, you know, it's it's all be, it all it is just marketing, and we hope we trust that it's more than just marketing, but it definitely is marketing, and that became very clear to me when, because I don't know that much, you know, I don't I've never produced milk, I've not owned a cow, believe it or not, uh, though Bose has one in his closet that comes out during the you know verdicts, but it's not a milk. Well, we don't we don't own that. We, we don't own that. We don't believe in slavery. That cow. Yeah, but you, it's not, not a milkable cow, so. Uh, let's just say it's a bull. It's a bull. The, do you milk bulls? Can it also produces the bullshit we use for those? <laughs> you might. <laughs> but uh, that's a hundred percent organic, folks. That bullshit. Just yes. If you're true. worried, if you were um, listening to an organic podcast, we're hundred percent organic and yeah, mostly gluten free. I eat a lot of gluten, so anyway. this is a gluten free podcast, though it's true. Um, but. Okay, my point was so I don't I don't produce a lot of a, a lot of food, uh, <laughs> I but gonna, I do. I was hoping he was going to say milk. I don't produce a lot of milk, but no, <laughs> I don't. I don't either. My uh, what are they called? Mammary glands. They're not very productive. Yeah, but got a bad memory. In any case, so I have made I have made maple <laughs> syrup. Okay, and now I go into the store. I may I try to make maple syrup every year. I really like doing it. Mm-hmm. And I go into the store and you see maple syrup. Be like organic maple syrup, and I was like. I know how to make maple syrup, and it's like you stick a hole in a tree, and then stuff comes out, and you boil it. Like I'm like, why wouldn't it be organic? What would you do? What are you doing to make it non-organic? And it's like you have to go out of your way. Like by default, maple syrup's organic. Now, I learned later that there are some producers that do weird things like put formaldehyde into the holes of the trees so that I guess they run sap longer or something. And I was like, okay, that that's nasty. And you, I guess want to know that disgusting, but it, it, it is, it is a product that by, by default is organic. You have to go out of your way to make it non, non organic. Like you'd have, you have to be like, I need to add some poison to this, but just like, as you just make it, there should be no reason why it isn't organic. Basically, you know, it was my thought about maple syrup, but 
again, maybe that's not true. Maybe most of them do use the formaldehyde or something like that. And again, you're just trusting that the stamp on the bottle is actually, you know, held up by something. And okay. apparently it is. You're supposed to be regulatory bodies which give the organic certifications, and apparently it's quite strict. But again, it's all just trust in the system working so, properly. So, so but also, quick, oh, yeah. just quick point of order or question to clarify, because we're talking about organics being, you know, having inorganics essentially inject like chemistry things based on chemistry so if i put like a natural organic poison into it is that still organic is that is that interaction possible it seems like a silly question but i'm just wondering well well there there are means of pest control and stuff which are which are organic and you know it might be stuff yeah that's like what you were talking about earlier the potash what? and stuff like that isn't that organic pest control? Well, I, I yeah, I don't know yeah. how much fertilizer goes into all this. It's more like you'd put um... fertilizer is part of it. Like fertilizer is part of the organic thing. Like it, it's not just like pesticides. Manure. Potash, I don't know. Like it's a is manure industrially organic process. Like manure is an organic <laughs> product that you'd use to aid in farming. Yeah. Right. Do you know they use human feces as fertilizers in a lot of? They should. Yeah. For sure. Well, you see, you say they should, but the problem with that I've heard, and this, and I think it would be non-organic then, because human beings are full of shit. Like we eat, we take prescription <laughs> Literally. drugs. Yeah. It's true. Uh, okay. uh, we take prescription drugs. We're exposed to all kinds of crap. Like our shit is probably the worst shit. It's like it's so full of stuff you mm. don't want getting in your food. So it's like I, it's not good. That's a good are point. Are you telling me my Pepsi Max fueled shits aren't good enough for the cows? <laughs> No, and well, the they're plants? not enough for the food, the food I eat. <laughs> Your Pepsi Max-fueled shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I find that I find that. The farmer would be like, be... somehow this person's shit is making the plants die. It, it <laughs> is, <laughs> this is the first manure I've ever seen to do the opposite of what it's intended to. It's like a pesticide. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see the consequences of human shit. We do consume a lot of crap and and that that puts organics in a more favorable light for me. Like I mean, I I do get wanting to know and and control what you're putting in your body and I I, I think I become complacent and and I definitely skew towards the cheaper pr prices and and uh i mean like a banana is a banana is a banana to me like i don't give right i'm i'm unpeeling it and eating it inside I, so and even the even stuff like tomatoes or whatever like you'll see tomatoes on one side organic tomatoes next to them for a, a bunch more money i tend to i tend to be like i'll get either the cheaper ones or the ones that look nicer which are often the cheaper ones and the pesticide uh filled ones so like and it is funny the double standard with your kids because I, I, when shopping for Gwen or being aware of what Gwen's eating, I'm much I'm much more cognizant about like the organic label and uh, and and maybe that's a sign that I should take it more seriously as an adult. Anyway, I can also see this thing from the farmer's point of view. Um, as I said, I do not produce much produce or milk for that matter. Uh, but uh, my wife, Andrea, has a garden, which I may have mentioned before on this show. It's not a very big garden. I mean, it's big, I guess, uh, by the standards of people who live in a city. She's got like 2,000 square feet of a garden. And wow, uh, I've helped her out a little bit here and there. And you go there, and it's like a war, a war with weeds and birds and pests that – uh, the just so the weeds like just choke your garden. You constantly weed, and you go there, and you're like, my God, there's gra like the grass come in. It's everywhere. It's like choking out your plants. 
um, and they're, they're not doing as well. And then you have, you know, a lot of them, they're eaten through by bugs or something like that. And I can understand if you were a farmer who wants to produce enough to like, you know, sell enough to make a profit to make a living and you had like 100 acres, not 2,000 square feet, uh, you might want something, you know, might, it's probably, it's really difficult, I'm sure, to farm like that, to be like, you you till your field and then it's just like there's grass growing everywhere and all this stuff and you're just like, God damn it, I just want it to be corn. All this grass is competing and it's choking and things out. And, and someone comes along and says, hey, you can just kind of spray this stuff on it and it uh, it makes sure it's only corn. And you're like, okay. It makes your life a lot easier. And, like, I can understand that that it's being a farmer, I'm sure, is a difficult job. And I think being an organic farmer is a that much more difficult job because if you're going to use those natural means of controlling pests and um, and weeds, you have to do a lot of – the farming becomes more difficult. Like, you have to do use, like – have you guys heard of permaculture? It's a type of farming where you basically so say you plant your field and then you put like uh, corn and beans and a couple of other things all planted together, and then that way the pests don't come and wipe out everything because they're like, oh, I don't like beans, but I like a bit of corn, and then the word doesn't get out and so to the other bugs and and everything produces more. But it's like that's harder to harvest. It's harder to till and plant. It requires a ton more work. So. I feel like if I was a farmer, I'd probably be like, oh, spray my fields to just make my life a bit easier. Well, organics, yeah. they do, there's new technologies and like, and even practices like the rotating of crops, uh, the, the having soil breathe for longer and all sorts of stuff. Like they rotating it, of crops, that's very old. I was, I remember <laughs> we learned about that in the Middle Ages. They yeah, they no, but the, fallow for like <laughs> the way that they do it now. It, to, to enable organics is different and it, it has to do with the boom like it t- technology in terms of growing organic produce has 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 increased ex- exponentially along with the demand for said produce so there are there are like fertilizer na- you know natural and organic fertilizers pesticides all that sort of stuff that have that that have advanced as well it's just never going to be at the level of you know uh chemical stuff um, so yeah, if, if, uh, I feel like we're talking in a, in many ways similarly to the pesticides episode we did early in this show's run because this is just like pretty much discussing the other side of that same coin, really. Um, yeah, right. You know, like one, it's like if you did a podcast on good and then you're doing a yeah. podcast on but evil. I, um, so I just would say this one thing is that pesticides are debatable as a thing that we do as a practice that we have but organics is both a a product offering in in direct response to pesticides but a cultural movement as well whereas pesticides is like organics are on our mind healthy purchase of products are on our mind yet we have these large un, largely untenable populations and everyone needs to be get fed or we're all going to you know fight each other basically and people need to be fed the world has to be fed people stop eating that's when people start dying not from starvation but from aggravated related issues from lack of food like it's very important for people to have the, the, the food and we're very fortunate i think to have that here so you i can kind of get behind someone saying look we live well we have all this food Yes, we do things to it, but we have to do things to it because this is the state of affairs here. So knock it off with the organics already. There's a reason why we eat the food the way that we do. But the other side of the coin culturally is that so we decide we can use science to help feed everybody. 
but there's got to be a bottom line somewhere like we're our values as canadians as north americans for both the north american countries is that we are individualistic so we should attain better things for ourselves and we do that by you know we think of the poor poor eat shitty so you get a good job you eat good food you're healthier your family's healthier you do better in your society it's all like related socially to and i think that's why it's so connected um into the cultural conversation is because this food is the food of the people who live better and eat better. It has that distinction as well. You're making, you're understood by both sides to be making a smarter choice. Maybe not financially, but I feel like, I feel like the there's a good argument to be made that paying extra for that good food is worth can be made to be worth it because not everything's about saving well, every single little penny. Yeah, and it's like it's like choosing or what do you say voting with your dollars, right? And sure, and I mean. But if, if everyone voted for organics, though, there wouldn't be enough organics for everybody, would there? Like that, we we go well, back to the I mass mean, production problem. Well, like as as Crofton said, like I'm sure the technology is evolving all the time to make it easier to produce organic. But once again, like what you said, and how this is different than just pesticides or the use of pesticides is because, uh, and as Crofton also said, it, organics movement is like a response to that. And I think that it's it's a it's it's a healthy response in the sense that it's like there's there are problems with industrial farming uh, on various levels more so than just pesticides and and herbicides there's more to it than that uh but there's problems with it and so it's like buying organic or is a movement uh that that is that is responding to to the to the problems um in our food uh, in our food uh what do you call it Food, food chain, uh, production food system, supply. whatever. Yeah. Um, but but and that's and that's good. It's good to be having that conversation. And I feel like probably mainstream producers see that too. Is the growth of the organics market? Uh, you know, it, as it grows, they say like, hey, you know, we're losing market share. Maybe we need to adopt some of these practices too. And then what you get is hopefully a better system all around that's still producing enough for everyone to eat, but you know, in a in a more sustainable or healthier manner as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, so let's just roll right into verdicts. I think that's where we're headed uh, with this, and uh, let's bring in the farm animals. Get on in here. It's verdict time, farm animals. Order in the court. That's right. It's time for the verdicts. I think I can I go first. Mike wants to really? go first. Okay. I think yeah, I'll I go wanna, first. I think you're having you're, you're the most impassioned of us here. I think Crofton sandwiches uh, in the middle. Nice. All right, go on. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I'm going to really focus on organics as the cultural force. I mean, it is what it is. But we, Crofton's right in that we've talked about pesticides before, and it's hard to look at organics strictly as a product line, marketed as something clearly I think better. Like I think something that is more natural that uses safer products in its production is. Uh, strictly better than than an alternative that has to use um, cheat codes basically and shortcuts to maybe produce a more fulsome looking tomato but that is questionable as to whether it's more healthy so like on that front it seems pretty good that are pretty clear like you just say organics are good but organics are also a social movement and i think they're one that says listen we have to use mass production to solve problems we have to take shortcuts and use all these chemical products to do things I don't think that was ever meant to be a stopping point. And I think so. So I like the idea of the cultural movement of people saying, no, no, we should still expect 
high quality of our food and feed everyone. The progress is not done. Um, I, I, I don't agree with people who want everyone to just buy organics. If not, they're not in the cool kids club. I still do think non-organics are like the poor people food. When you go to a grocery store, like food basics and have to buy all the garbage vegetables that are in there. Um, so, so, but that being said, I hate all those things, but overall I feel like bringing up our standards in food is a good thing. And so that generally speaking, a philosophy around quote unquote organic fruits and vegetables and products and goods and services is good. And there it is. That is my verdicts. Crofton, tell me why I'm right. Sure. I'll go, I'll go next. Um, you know, I had a I had a hard time with this one, but mostly because it's not something that I really give a tremendous amount of thought to on a daily basis. Also, because we had done the episode on pesticides. Wait, wait, some somebody's here. Yes, sorry. Are what are you from Monsanto? Yeah. What what is this? A credit card? I can bu- I can buy anything I want. That's that's amazing. I just have to say what what? Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Cool. I don't really even care. This is highly unprofessional, Crofton. Sorry. Tell them to wait Sorry, till I, after the show. He's being bribed live. I think my mic was muted. I just wanted to say how much I hate organics and how great pesticides <laughs> are. I don't think we've talked enough this episode about how amazing pesticides are, but they are amazing. They make lots of great – you know what? I can't do it. I can't compromise my integrity. If I don't have my integrity, I don't have anything. So with that, I have to Except say – your looks. <laughs> and, and my skills and my intelligence. No, I actually have a lot too. Yeah, but, don't sell yourself short there, Crawford. I I will say that uh, the thinking about this as a whole, I just I I just wanted to say that it was bad or bullshit because organics and, and that 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 mentality that Bo mentioned earlier, that sort of the that he used the example of parents, but like it's across the board. The sort of like. The, the marketing buzzword that has become a lifestyle that has become people looking down at uh, on other people and being to the to the whole foods mentality to uh, all of that stuff it that it annoys me it, it does all that stuff annoys me but that said there's really when you bust it down to its core there's really nothing bad about having an option of foods uh, and products that are made uh, without the use of these things and that are that are you know that might cost a little more because they're more difficult to make and mike is right we live in a time where and in a place in the world where we're not starving we have an abundance of food and so we can try uh doing things in different ways and so for all those reasons i have to move past my my genuine annoyance with like sort of like the organic granola type uh movement and and just just celebrate what is a positive thing and say that organics are good. Sorry, Monsanto, dude. It's amazing that he was just hanging out there in your living room. He must have like he must it must have signaled him at the beginning of the podcast. Must- and by the time by the time he got here, he was probably in his car. He's like, I can only drive to one of their houses. Which one shall I go no. to? And then he no. thought to himself, you know what? There's only one opinion that's going to be respected. It's Crofton's. <laughs> that's you know, not true. I know. I, I know why he was there. He was already there for an unrelated bribe for another company he was representing. He just happened to be in the room when Monsanto came up. He just knows he's, he's being like, bribed. 
assholes are more most likely to be curbed by money. <laughs> yeah, we discussed this on the so long episode. You, you have very you little integrity. All right, Mike. Go. Either way, I'm the I'm number one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, it's, I'll just go ahead and say I think organics are good too. I'll just get it right out of the way. Unanimous. Yeah, baby. Not, not that that was probably a, a big a big surprise. Um, and, and you guys both, you know, I'd echo the points both of you guys make, including the kind of annoyances of like, oh, everything's organic and it is expensive. And there are problems with organics about things like, yeah, not everyone can afford it. And it is like, a, it's it's still kind of a luxury and a privileged way to purchase food. But I feel like, and this is part of the, you know, both sides of the movement of it and the kind of cultural force that it has. And, it, you know, there used to be a time where you went to the grocery store and there was just food. You just bought it. You looked at the apple and you, you know, looked at the one you liked the best. And that's what you bought, period. And you may still do that. But and you may think organics is bullshit. But when you go and you like look and you see that there is an organic section and you might say, oh, that's not for me. But it's like it it just poses the questions like, well, well, why is if that's organic, what's this? And maybe you don't care. But again, it's just it's bringing that idea uh, of us to to think about um, the the food network that we have and, and that it's not all, you know, an apple looks good, it's perfect. There's more to it than that. So I feel like even just seeing organics in your grocery store, even if you never buy them, it helps remind us, it helps bring that conversation that there are problems with the food system that are important ones and we should be trying to address in there and it gives you the choice, you know, I want to buy this for myself because I'm a rich yuppie and I like going to Whole Foods and wearing loafers or whatever else they do. Uh, you know, that, that's fine too. More, more power to, to them. And, uh, and parents like me who, you know, want to offset my child's chemical load until he starts experimenting with drugs and he can do that to himself if he so chooses. So yeah, right. I'll come down on good. All right. Good verdict. I just want to say one more thing that you are what you eat and you'll pry these pizza pockets from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a big pizza pocket phase, Bo. I, I hear you. It's my so whole angry. life. I just love pizza. I just love pizza pockets so much. Anyways, I just you want- know what I also used to be into was pogos. I'd buy oh, a box and get a box so of good. 20 pogos and for, I'd put them in the oven. <laughs> for our American listeners. <laughs> Early 20s. I didn't eat a lot of organics, I'll tell you. Our American listeners far- don't know what pogos are. That's corn dogs, I believe. Just they don't have they, pogos down do there. they not have brand name pogo brand name no. down there no they have weird names for things do you know that game where you throw bean bags into like a, a nine holes and score points by throwing it in them you know like you know like little bean bags and there's like a wood box and you try and throw it in a little yeah. hole they call that cornhole the cornhole hmm, is like your anus. I'm like every time I stop calling it cornhole it's like it's bean bags <laughs> they're like they're playing a game of cornhole. It, it, yeah, Weird. disturbing Americans. You got some. There's some stuff wrong with the words you use, but uh, we love you anyway. All right. Uh, so those are the verdicts. If you want to tell us how much you love us, anyways, even though we're three swanky but weird Canadians, uh, let us know by emailing us at goodbadorbullshit.com. Um, tell us your thoughts. We will read them on the air. We might even be judgmental if we disagree with your opinion. But what's important is that you're getting your voice out there, so share it with us. Uh, finally, if you're listening to the show and somehow don't know how and you want more, go to goodbadbull.com. There you'll find links to subscribe on uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. There's an RSS feed if you got your own jam. That's cool, too. Like us on Facebook. There's a link there. Uh, at Good Bad Bull on Twitter. Like us there. 
And um, you know what? If you listen to the show and enjoy it and think you'd recommend it to your friends, swing on by the Good, Bad, or Bullshit iTunes Store page or Google Play page where you found us and review us. Please. We love hearing it. That's basically you know, what we earn for a living by doing the show. So give, out, give us those shout-outs. But to the absolute generous people who are actually making the show support happen, we um, would like to thank our patrons. So if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash goodbadbullshow, or is it goodbadbull? I don't remember anymore. Um, I want to give you the right one. But there you can actually um, help support the show. We, we don't ask for a lot, today, even just a dollar a month. If you, you know, if you think about it, it's like five, it's 25 cents an episode. And if you're getting value, it's value for value. If you're getting value out of our, you know, insights, if you want to call it insights, maybe comedy in the case of Crofton, um, you can support us that way on Patreon.com. And we actually, Mike Crofton, we got our third patron. That's great news. So, you know, we've gone from one to three already, and this is uh, real great. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but let me tell you, every little supporter matters to us. And I had a quick email conversation with the gentleman, and he didn't have anything to say other than he enjoys the show. Uh, But uh, the name is Chris. So, Chris, if you're listening, thank you so much for offering to support us. We really appreciate our little community of judgmental people that like to debate topics. Um, so thank you, Chris, and thank you to the rest of our patrons. Uh, so finally, last but not least, um, as Crofton likes to say, and I'm going to steal the saying, we're individuals of an individual nature. Except me, I'm an individual of a collective nature because I believe in the hive mind. My hive mind's at Bo Schwartz. Crofton, if our in- people want to find out what you're up to, where can they find you? They can find me dropping trans fat free 100% organic tweets on Twitter at Crofton Steers. All right, and um, Mike, if our listeners want to find you, uh, hear your thoughts, uh, read your cool stuff, where can they find you? Um, they can follow my Twitter feed at ML Hodgins, and it must be organic because my yield is very low. So I'm losing, <laughs> oh. I'm losing a lot. I need to treat treat my feed with something so that more of the tweets get through. It's your social Mike, media is like, like, like farmland. Like the more I tweet and engage with other people, the more followers I get. It's it's weird like that. You know, so maybe you need Just to till remember, your land. Mike, if you, when using social media, it's like any type of farming. You need a lot of manure. That's true. There's a lot of manure on Twitter. There's plenty of it. To Maybe fertilize. I've been using too much of that Pepsi Max manure and it's been just <laughs> killing everything. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh, damn. Pepsi. I'm never going to. I'm going to always. When you drink Pepsi Max now, I'm going to think about you shitting. That's real great. Um, all right. So I think that wraps up all the little outro things we got to do. Um, again, goodbadbullet gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts. We want to hear them because, you know, sometimes we get sick of hearing each other and we love to hear a fresh take. Okay, I never um, get sick of hearing myself. Yeah, but I bet you guys are sick of hearing me talk now because I've, I've done a lot of outro work. Yes, yeah, I, I can see it on Mike's face. Mike's, we forget <laughs> we do a video, and he's he's going there. He's like, kill me now. Times like this, I wish the internet had the throttle function. I'd reach my hands out there. <laughs> give him a good one. Just give him the throttle. I, uh, it, 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 if you're playing the GBB drinking game at home, remember, whenever some one of us throttles each other, you can take a shot. Yeah, um, I feel like it's usually Bo that we want one yeah, of us. I, 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 to I throttle you know, you know, I'm good natured and I, I won't take it personally. But I, if I tell yeah, yeah, Crofton I'd I want to like throttle him, he probably throttle, wouldn't though. talk to me for a few days. He'd just be like, "Fuck him, I want to throttle him back." Oh, um, I'm <laughs> <try> <laughs> 
So I wanted to ask you, uh, Mike, at the top of the show, you're reading watermelon. Is that organic watermelon? I don't think so, so. but it was delicious. <laughs> if, uh, you know what the trick is? The pesticides. Hey, uh, one thing I don't understand is, like, I mentioned with the bananas, but, like, I mean... Appeal? Maybe this maybe this is in my brain, but stuff like appeal, like stuff yeah. like the I think it does help. It's like the watermelon's in you're not eating the outside of the yeah, watermelon. I'm not licking the exterior of the water. But I think it's also the idea that like, yeah, that stuff seeps in the soil too, and then the plant might absorb you some mean, of it. So You mean they don't like, walk I around agree, with yes. syringes and inject the watermelons to make them more awesome? Don't they do that? No, they just uh, they just found a way to breed them so that they don't have as many seeds in them. So mm-hmm. now you're just like, oh, it's all sweet deliciousness. I don't know, oh man. yeah, that's that was a well big adventure. It was funny talking about this because there's so much other like stuff in the food industry that I kept thinking about. Like it's just like people don't like GMOs and stuff, but I mean humans have been like manipulating plants for thousands of years and. It's just like everything's all not as it should be, anyways. Don't we have we've been messing up. Don't we have cats and dogs because of human intervention, essentially? Not cats. That's why I respect the cat because it's just like they're still kind of feral. <laughs> the cat's feral, and the dog is a genetic freak. The dog. Of nature, we took basically. a wolf, and we t- we took away what its soul, and then we were left with the dog. Who's like, <laughs> I'm a dog. And Somehow I, that became the Chihuahua. Well, it became all kinds of dogs, but and I look, I love dogs too. But it, you know, a cat because it hates you. Uh, <laughs> I have respect for. It. <laughs> Are there pit? I, I would like pitless cherries. Do they have pitless cherries yet? The maraschino no. cherries, but They're, they don't have pits in them. <laughs> <laughs> but like they grow on the maraschino tree in jar form. You know, you know. To be to be <laughs> honest, you try them. I bought them in the organic section. <laughs> to be honest, so like, you you are. <laughs> time i thought they were came from a real cherry are you a fan of the good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations find out more at patreon.com slash good bad bull